welcome to one and all. We are the Agony Uncles. Uncle Si. Hello. And Uncle Dave. Hello. And thanks so much uh, for listening uh, to us, uh, Rabbit On. Uh, and and for all your brilliant comments uh, that we get through social media, it's it's always lovely to hear from you. you. Genuinely, we do love it. It's fab. Thanks to all of you who have got in touch. People like Laura, who emailed in after Uncle Si asked where people keep their Zaflora. She <laughs> said, "Hello, boys. I'm not usually a fan of podcasts, but oh my god, I do adore yours. And by the way, I love your cookware range as well." Available in all good outlets. My Zaflora is safely tucked in under the sink. And I recently discovered that they do wipes. How do they make those delicious scents? Oh, they should start a wax melt slash candle range. Keep up the good work. Lots of love. Laura. Oh, I didn't know they made wipes, did you? Oh, I'm quite excited by that. I'm really quite excited. Where'd you get the wipes? I can have my whole world smelling of lavender. Also, hello, Samantha B, who wrote in and said, uh, Tell Sai I've three Sephora uh, spread around my house, but I want uh, to know what is Sai's favourite fragrance. Mine is fresh linen. Fresh linen is the spawn of Satan. <laughs> I do not like that smell. I like every other smell that they produce other than that. So what's they, your favourite? Uh, I like lavender. That's why your house smells of grandma's. I know. But, and then when I bake biscuits, it's even double. I, I might as well have just retired, you know, because <laughs> all grandmas smell of lavender and biscuits. And they do um, and they do the floral, uh, the, the floor, they do a rose one as well, which is lovely. I like that one. That's nice. It's good for your floors. Ooh. And then Ooh. The, that lemony zesty one. Which I can never remember the name of. Lemon, Lemon zesty. zest. Lemon zesty for flora. No, I think it's citrus or something. Oh, nice. Look. I'm trying the new flavour, Peony Blush. To what blush? Peony Blush. Oh, oh what she nice. said then. So did I. I thought it was something to do with, you know, gynecology. Peony Blush. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> pee and flush the flora. You <laughs> pee and flush, pee on me and blush. I don't know which. One. I don't. I need the It's working for me though. I tell you, this, this is great. I've got to get on board with this flora kick. You know, I'm oh, left behind. Honestly, dude, it's brilliant, man. You're I'm lovely. still a bottle of Domestus. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I know. I know where you're coming from, bro. I know. Oh, I know. I know. I know. But I need to need to temper it a bit and move to the 21st century. <laughs> It's been going since about... The floor has been going since, you know, it's older than water, the floor. <laughs> and on the Agony Uncles team today, posing the problems as always, is the thin white duke himself, Mr Mark Jeeves. Well, thank you and lovely to see you. And I, I feel aggrieved because fresh linen is my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> so now, Sai and I, there's a wedge driven between us. Driven. I'll, 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 I'll try and give it another go. I used to go out with this girl that used to wear that. I don't know what it was called. Was it? I don't linen think you should wear Zaflora. You never know. It's that good. Um, and and it, it was sort of white linen. I don't know who. Oh was yes, it was a perfume, white linen. Yeah, white no. linen. Oh, I hated it. Oh, it catches in the back of your throat. It did. And every time you kissed her neck, you just felt like you'd. Eating seven hundred and fifty-three thousand bouquets. Oh, it was horrible. Anyway, never mind. And bringing a little posh to the proceedings, which of course is she is omnipresent everywhere in the world of poshness. It's uh, the rich person's answer to Kathy and Claire from the Jackie magazine. It is our posh dash, <laughs> Kathy and Claire. 
Jackie. <laughs> the Jackie. <laughs> uh, the Jackie. Wait, it's better. We could have gone bit Viz. We've got. We could have gone Viz. You know. So, so I just. I'm not going to move any further on that one. Oh, God. Hello, boys. I'm here. Support Hello, darling. Ready. Welcome, welcome back to the fold. And right. Well, let's get on with fixing the nation. Oh God, help us. Die. Yeah. Play that jingle, mate. Playing, dude. Playing. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest. Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Cause I heard your advice is the best. In this week's bucket of bother, Uncle Cy, Uncle Dave and Posh Tash, you'll be passing judgment on these wondrous worries. We have a creamy problem. We have the birthday balls up. We have he makes such a mess. And in confidential corner... A 38-year-old confession. Ooh. A creamy problem kicks us off. This comes from Jeff, who says, <laughs> Hi, Uncle Cy, Uncle Dave and Posh Tush. I'm a big fan of the bikers, and at the moment I'm staying in the US, and I'm missing clotted cream. At home, yeah. I either buy or make it. The problem I find here in the States is which cream to use. At home, I use a high-fat version such as double cream, and I seem to remember it's important not to use ultra-pasteurised cream too. But when I ask for this in America, I get a look as though I've just landed from Mars. Do you know the right version of American cream I can use to make my clotted cream? Thank you, and I hope to be back in civilization soon. It's because to the Americans, a bit like the French actually, Whipped cream comes in cans. I know in France, I've been trying to do the same thing. You you know, you can't get the fat content in the cream. If you start to whip it, it takes you forever and it'll just thicken up a bit, but it won't hold it. It's really funny. It's I didn't think it was a, a rare thing, like double cream just whips. But but it is, it is. We're, we're quite blessed, blessed to have that. If your man looks at milk that is 36% or more, because even the Americans, they may lie about their food labelling, and often do, but the Americans are quite good with the milk. It has to be any milk that is, basically, it's 36% fat. That's what he's looking for. And you'll get... So can you get that in America? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But will that be milk or cream? It's, it's a bit of both, bro. It's kind of like a heavy milk. That I think, and, and I think that's what they call it, heavy milk, which means it's a lot. There's a lot of fat in it, as you because you can drink. Are you it, making this heavier. up? Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't making it up. <laughs> yeah, go and check. I think it's it's like yeah, because heavy cream. No, actually, heavy cream is thirty six percent fat in it, so you want like full fat milk. Just look in the back and see if it's <laughs> you know can't be that odd. No, you can't whip up full fat milk. It's never going to go not, anywhere. He wants to make clotted cream with it, though, doesn't he? So you've got to separate the milk and make the cream to clot it. That's what he's done. He's not, he's not I'll making. version. There is a shop in America. I used to be living in Canada as well. There are places you go that are just made for English shopping. And they'll have a Rodder's cream in there, won't they? There's someone I'll have. Because when I was in Canada, I worked in a, a hotel. They loved us for our Englishness. Doing and what? While they're serving scones and cream and, and jam, because they just wanted us to be this. Oh, sort of if you were, if you were an American and posh Tash came up to serve you, Scott, you'd play an extra fiver because A, she's posh, B, she's from the south, and C, what do you put on first, jam or cream? Oh, he's, um, I'm a jam girl, I'm afraid. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be jam first. It's got to be oh, jam good. first. 
Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. The, the, the dynamics, well, wait till the lettuce come in. But the <laughs> dynamics, because she, the cream sits on the jam nicely. The other way around, the jam just messes the cream up. I agree. And then you can also put a strawberry on top of the cream. It just looks pretty. I don't know if you're serving and playing off. You have fresh strawberry sliced. It looks much nicer. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. But I was purely employed, purely employed to, I literally went in for a job, any job, and they said, we'll dress you up in a perfect chef's outfit, even though I couldn't cook when I was 19. And we just want you to sound English and serve scones and cream. And that's all I had to do. It was brilliant. Have you still got that outfit? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> no. we, you know, Back to you... up, Dave, are we? Oh, we'll we'll oh we'll 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 make the scones. Yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah, it could be a kind of sideline. This, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I imagine we, we can sell Tash at Wimbledon. Oh, that would be brilliant. The ultimate yeah. experience. <clears throat> Come and get Harry as posh Tash to serve your clock. Hey, this could be a pension plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you do. You'd have to be dressed in a giant strawberry costume, yeah, standing. Absolutely. No, 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 no. Keep it classy. Keep it classy. We're selling scones, not crumpet. I can tell you what. I can just give you another little story, just so it reminded me yeah. now of that thing. When I was working out there, we had this whole party of Americans come up to Canada. We were in Whistler in the Rockies, and they came purely for an English afternoon tea, and then they were going up the mountain to ski. And I was there, and I was serving them and they just come off their coach they've driven up from seattle or from california and come through the border no airplanes involved and somebody said to me excuse me what time is it up the mountain and i went uh three o'clock because that was the time on my watch at the time down the mountain and they went no 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 what's the time up the mountain <laughs> and i went three o'clock <laughs> and they thought time changed as you went up in the sky because they'd never been on an aeroplane <laughs> you are kidding me <laughs> yes that says so much yeah i think the conclusion to this is forget it mate just get tash back out there I solve get all the problems <laughs> Yeah. I'll serve it in anyway. I'll whip anything up. Just come home, Jeff. It's all good here. Yes, yes. It isn't, Jeff. Stay exactly where you are. Oh, yeah, true. Yes, <laughs> yeah, are right. you mad? Yes, You're taking in your senses. Yes, gone mad. Sorry. Ignore last comment. Food makes, makes everything, everything better. Our next problem is called the birthday balls up. And this comes from Matt. Uh, Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave, I am confused. My partner, Laura, and I have been together for a year. We met just after her birthday last year, so it was her first birthday for us together recently. We're both in our mid-30s, but this is actually also my first long-term relationship. So I took some advice and asked her what she'd like for her birthday. She said to me that she didn't really need anything, so just a nice dinner or something like that. Come her birthday, I took her to a nice restaurant, made sure there was a card, some flowers. We had a lovely evening, and after I drove her home, I wasn't staying over as she had an early start, uh, we got to her place and she just sat in the car looking at me. And when I said, what are you doing? She said, waiting for my present. I explained that when I asked, she told me that she didn't need anything, so I hadn't got anything. This sparked a long row. A few days of very terse text messages, and the last thing she said on the matter was she doesn't think she could ever forgive me for what I did. The only trouble is... I don't know what I did. Help, says Matt. Over to you. Well, she obviously wanted a birthday present. She didn't really mean she oh, didn't you need anything. you complete numbnut, Matt. Ooh. When women say that they don't actually need anything, it is the polar opposite to actually what they are thinking. This is the fundamental difference between the species. Yeah, when they say don't bother with birthdays, that means they really do bother, with, bother birthdays. with birthdays. And they actually last a week. <laughs> 
the dinner is only an opportunity in which to unveil that said present. Yes, indeed. You see. Yes. So no wonder she couldn't forgive you, you thick urchin. <laughs> what are you like? Uh, you're right, because there's a very different thing between needing. We don't yes. need anything else, no. but we always no. want something else. <laughs> there's exactly. a difference. That is fundamentally and quintessentially it in a posh tash nutshell. <laughs> what we have here is a, a, a male mindset and a female mindset. What you, the other thing that you've missed as well, Matt, which is absolutely quintessentially important, as will Dave testify to, what they need and what they want are two different things, as Tasha just pointed out. But the bit in the middle is what you have to think about is what they actually want that they're saying that they don't need. But do you think English women are, are hard to work like this? You see, like, my wife's Eastern European. She tells it how it is. So what do you want for your birthday, love? Shows. You know, uh, there's no, you know, uh, there's no messing about, you know. Can I just yeah. point out you're making us sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger again? No. But do you think there's something that, that it's... it's Shows. An, it's an etiquette that's a game that people play. You know, yeah. oh, no, 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 I simply couldn't. I go, oh, go on then, just have the one. You it's know. so true. We're too yeah. damn polite in England, I think, on Britain. We're, we're so, so, don't, no, sorry. Oh, it was me. We all know what we want to really say, but we just don't say it. Then you get really humpy if we don't read the signals. Yeah. No, I agree totally. And I, and do you know what? I'm laughing because it's so true and I'm guilty of it too. You say one thing, you mean another. But when it comes to thinking about birthday presents, like clearly Lil's brilliant. She knows what she wants, she says it. You'd rather get that than a disappointing present. However, I am so overthinking about everything for everybody else. I just want someone to think about me and what I might like for once. Because if you tell them, that means you've had to think about it again. I would like someone else to do thinking. Go out and go, what would she like? And then that, that means so much more. And if it ends up being a packet of polos, I'm still thrilled because I might love polos. But they thought about it, not me. Are uh, you just saying that about the polos? I know uh, you are. <laughs> so, Kingy, right, you're, you're buying Tasha a birthday present on this. Uh, what would you buy her to make her happy? Because she only wants a tube of polos. Uh, 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 um, right. So I, I could see that I've been at an effort. I would have gone to a retro sweet shop and bought her a bottle, a, a packet of Spangles. Just to, just to bring her back to, like, you know, when she was younger. And, Look at him. Yeah, see, I've thought about that. You know, no, that's all they want. And a diamond. I didn't want it. It was a diamond that I was waiting yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's, that, that'd be too forward, wouldn't it, really? You see, what I would do is, by giving the thing away about the polos, it's just into confectionery. So if you're on the pull, I'd probably go to Charbonnel and Walker, you know, the Queen's Chocolatiers, mm -hmm. uh, and bring her a nice box of champagne truffles or something. And just go. You're doing well, you're doing well, but still diamonds. <laughs> I see. <laughs> see? So, right, okay. In the middle of the Spangles like, tube, I'd put a diamond. Ah, better, better. Absolute bullshit. There's absolutely no way you're getting. A, I haven't slept with you. B, we've not even been out to dinner. And C, we're not in love with each other. So, and listen, it took me 20 years to buy Jane a first diamond to tell you. <laughs> such a tough one I do feel for him I really I can really I'm really on his side on this story because I really feel for him because she threw it out there please don't worry about it he put some effort in he cooked a dinner he bought her flowers he tried and did something and then he got bollocks for it and I feel, really feel for him because that was her screw up there I really I really do see that yeah fair enough Matt we'll let you off you, you, you mate, yeah yeah I, I think yeah dump her 
I think you might. I think you might be right. It sounds too much like hard work, really. Well, yeah, exactly. See, I'm with you. This is going to happen twice a year, Christmas and birthdays, isn't it? And Easter. Oh, that's easy. Just took her an egg. <laughs> oh yeah. Diamond in. Hey. With a diamond Egg with a diamond. A Fabergé egg. Yes, that's right. <laughs> if you got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony, uncle's a line. Our next problem is called he makes such a mess, and this comes well. It comes from Gary, but we'd like uh, uh, to change the name of Gary's partner, uh, a male name, please, Poshtash, simply so that I can see you squirm because you don't like choosing names. So a male name, please. Uh, I'm just going to go for Jack. Jack. This is Jack. Gary writes to us about his partner, Jack. Dear Uncle Si, Uncle Dave and Poshtash, your advice, please, on a kitchen issue. My partner, Jack loves your recipes and cooks them all the time. His fave being your steak and ale pie from the Go North show. It oh, is. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's got taste, Jack, hasn't he? Yeah, good That's old good, Jack. Good, good, on, good on you, son. Jack loves to cook, so the deal is he makes the food and I wash up. However, uh-huh. I want to know whether your recipes usually result in the complete redecoration of the kitchen. Not normally. You see, not only does Jack seem to use every single pot, pan and utensil that we own, but he also covers every work surface in flour, gravy, beer, potato peelings, you name it. I dread going in there when he's finished because it really does look like the Luftwaffe have just been through. (laughs) I can only imagine that you must have an army of small hairy gnomes following you around, cleaning up after you, or is Jack missing a trick here? My washing up hands would appreciate your advice. That comes from Gary. Over to you. Okay. You have to clear up as you go. So when you've done your potato peelings, you take them off, you put them in your in your in your compost bin or wherever you, wherever you want to put them. Just tidy up as you go, and then there'll still be a little bit of a mess at the end, but it's less for you to clear up. You see, just you just introduce it to him by actually physically going and doing it while he's cooking, because that that will irritate Jack no end and say, I'm doing this now because at the end, it doesn't look like we've, you know, somebody's bombed our kitchen. I've had to learn to clear up as a go because I had this arrangement with Lil that if I did the cooking, I think it's fair that she does the washing up. Compared the fact we've got two dishwashers, so the washing up isn't exactly a martial art, you know, it's just put it in a box. Um, but no, I got such grief if I leave, leave a mess. Uh, does it become untenable, really? So I've had to learn to clear up as a go. Because, of course, on the telly, we do have people who clear up after us. You know, we do our bit, and then, you know, it's take five lads while we clear up. All right, then we go and have a cup of tea. It's it's a life of leisure, you know. At home, it's different. Um, no, clear as you go, I agree, Kingy. But my mine is only because I have to. I'm suggesting, what about, to maybe Trey, that even though Jack's doing the cooking... Um, is it Gary? Gary needs to suggest that on this occasion, Jack should potentially clean up himself. And then he might work out how much mess he makes and maybe then be more considerate when he cooks next time to go, sorry, I didn't realise what mess I did make. It's very easy to make a mess if you're not clearing it up. You don't really care, do you? So, I, yeah. I. Um... Yeah, no, I think you should appreciate Jack more, actually. Really? Wait, why? Yeah, of course. If, if, like, that pie is going to take Jack, what, a couple of hours to put together. Yeah. So therefore, even if the kitchen is is a is a bit of a mess, it's going to take you more than half an hour to clean up, is it? Oh well, yeah, but it well, I know. But you could just <clears> like you could do it together at, at certain points in the recipe. You go because there's always a point in the recipe where you move on to something else. So mm-hmm. what you could do is just kind of 
you go in instead of leaving it all to the end, just tidy up as he goes. You see, you, you know, there's, there's there's a balance. Yeah. Do you think Jack should just go, Gary? You're on now. I've I've stopped for a bit. Do you yeah. think he'd take that badly? <laughs> I, I think there'd be a cricket bat involved. <laughs> You know, I was thinking actually the other day that I, I enjoy cooking. I'm nothing like you guys. Um, but I, I'm the only one that does it in the house. Just, just my husband's not a cook. It's not his thing. But I realised how lucky you two are to be able to cook together. Because when does someone does come into the kitchen, be it my daughter or my sister, and we do start cooking together, there's so much more fun in it. And there, there also can be so much more fun in clearing up together. A, the job gets done twice as quickly. But B... You just don't feel like you're alone in the chore. So maybe there's a conversation to be had, you know, about Jack and ah. it all together. Well, you've just given the game away there because oh. you've just said that you're not alone in the chore. The difference between Dave and I and you, Poshtash, is that we never think that cooking is a chore. Oh, not the cooking, the clearing up's a chore. Oh, the clearing up's a chore, don't you? Yeah. You like the cooking, mm. not the clearing up. Though. I don't, yeah, I don't mind clearing up because I like... I don't, I mean, it's only when I'm really hungover or particularly when me and Dave's been cooking together <laughs> and we've, uh, and we've, you know, we've had a too many, few too many glasses of wine while testing recipes that we kind of leave it till the following morning. Yeah, but that's I, horrible. That's horrible. I always like getting it clean and tidy so yeah, we're yeah. up for breakfast in the morning and it's all nice. Yeah, because there is that thing when we do cook together and we're not on the telly, then we don't have anybody to clear up after ourselves. Yeah, but we still do. Yeah, you know we I mean? put it in a machine. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I, I, I wonder. Have they got a, a dishwasher? Well, yeah, it's Gary. I mean, I couldn't live without mine. Isn't it? It's Gary. <laughs> You know when he poured flour out and it's slightly redecorated the back of the, you know, the splashback, or, you know, you've got the butter knife and the butter knife's then fallen on the surface. There's all that extra washing up that just makes it grubby rather than just chucking stuff in a dishwasher. Hey, I wonder if you can get Soflora washing up liquid. (laughs) Ooh, yeah. Well, I mean, look, if a fairy can do it, Soflora can, can't they? Yeah. Now we're doing product development here. Hang on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know what I would buy it if it was eco-friendly, you know. Yeah, why not? You'll have a cooking with it next. You'll have a recipe in the next book. The flora it's part. Flora, it's a flora pastry. <laughs> well, we've, got enough, we've got enough recipes with rose water. It wouldn't make much difference. Aye, exactly. <laughs> well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Just send an email. Just send an email. To the agony uncle. Your next problem is called a 38-year-old confession, and we need a male name. Posh Tash, would you like to supply a man's name, please? Colin. Colin. Oh, Colin's fine name. Not used very much anymore. Dear Uncle Si and Uncle Dave and Posh Tash, my problem is related to something I did 38 years ago. I was That's 20. A long time. It is a long time. I was 20 at the time. My dad had just taken delivery of his new company car, a beige Vauxhall Cavalier, but the SRI version. Oh. It was super sexy, and I wasn't allowed anywhere near it. One weekend, he took my mum by train to York for the weekend. I stayed at home with two strict instructions. Number one, no parties. Number two, don't touch the car. Well, I didn't have any parties, but I did touch the car. I picked up my girlfriend, who was very impressed, and took her out cruising round the local streets. Nothing happened while I was in the car. I dropped my girlfriend off, then drove home and neatly parked it on our drive. I didn't put the handbrake on, though. As I walked to the front door... I saw something move out the corner of my eye. 
and the car rolled off our drive, over the road, and straight into the car of the bloke who lived opposite. It didn't smash into it, it just bumped into it, but it did dent the shiny rear bumper of both cars. I put the car back on the drive, the neighbours weren't around, it was late at night, and I decided to front it out. On my dad's return, he immediately noticed it and went for me. I explained that I was out last night. Dad, not in your car, obviously. Perhaps someone reversed into it. Dad investigated, spotted the neighbour's car with the corresponding dent and damage about the same, and the same colour paint from Dad's car on his. Since that day, Dad has blanked that neighbour who still lives there. He was going to go and have it out with him at the time, but, and I'd sort of banked on this, my mum wouldn't let him. Instead, he just cut that neighbour off from all communication to this day. My problem is this. Every time we talk about cars, that story comes up. Dad always tells of how the neighbour reversed into his car and didn't have the decency to tell him. And every time he tells this story, I feel a pang. Should I reveal all, asks Colin. Spill, um, Col. Spill your guts. Absolutely. Because they could have been great friends. You've spoiled a relationship. It's shocking behaviour. You cowardly custard chicken shit. You're now 58 years of age and you still haven't got the courage to go and tell him you are a wimp. Yeah, I agree. Just get it off your chest. Confess. It's the easiest way. Definitely. You know, yeah, it's, it's terrible, I, isn't it, really? Remember when I was a kid, I, I, I used to kind of... Th- we were going to a terrace house, so I used to try and throw rocks and get it over the roof. Anyway, I threw a rock and it went straight through my bedroom window. I was only about kind of nine, ten. Anyway, I thought, oh, God, I broke the window. What am I going to do? So I contrived a plan. Right, so when it got about ten o'clock at night, I'd been in bed, I took a piece of coal with me. So anyway, I, I scratched my forehead with the coal a little bit, called myself in coal screamed, ah, 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 there's some big lads in the back street, they've thrown coal through my window. <laughs> anyway, so my dad went downstairs with a frying pan. And there was nobody in the back street. And anyway, oh, they're, they're cleaning my head up and everything. Honestly, I felt so guilty. I still feel guilty now. And this is like 50 years later. I wish I'd got it off my chest then. You never mentioned it ever again, Dave. No, no, no. But I can remember that 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 um, that mo- moment when I'm laying in my bedroom, wondering how far I go. Could I actually draw blood with a piece of coal on my forehead? Obviously not. Hey, you really um, thought it through. Oh, I did. Yes, I was a conniving little devil. But these <laughs> days, oh God, you know me, Kingy. I couldn't lie to save my teeth. He's you know, what Lil says, "Oh, I'm terrible." No, if Absolutely. I ever do, no, I'd stick my hands up all the time. I agree with you. I'm not. I don't want to do the lying thing. And yes, you come clean, but you come clean straight away. You take, you face it, and you do it. He's now all those years down the line, and, you know, no one got hurt, nothing happened, so they lost some neighbours. I agree, at the time, you should have handled it. But right now, if his dad then finds out he lied all that time, his dad's going to go, oh, my God, what else have you lied about? What else have you done? It may open up a whole can of worms, a whole family argument that really was over a bumper and the car. I just, I feel it's da- it could be dangerous waters now. I would have handled it at the time. Don't lie at the time. But now, maybe not. Yeah, well, you might laugh at it because the car that would be so old and gone and buried, you know, it, it's it's ridiculous. Maybe. You know, it, it's something just say, hey, you know, you can't, Dad, it would be. And I think you might find it quite funny. I, I would find it laugh. I'd go, you little shit. 
I've not I've, I've blanked that bloke from over the road he doesn't A he doesn't know why I dislike him B it's your fault go over the road this minute and tell the old fella that lives there that actually I want to be his mate yeah no yes yeah. I think yeah. you two are really nice I think you two would laugh it off just what if the dad doesn't well yeah but yeah, you can't live your, your life by what if yeah. can you well, oh, you pass responsibility proud. over, haven't you? Somebody gave me a piece of advice once that uh, it's good. If you do something wrong that you genuinely are sorry about, apologise once and mean it. Yeah. The worst thing you do is keep on apologising because that compounds it. But if you apologise once and mean it, you've kind of thrown the, what's the word, the, the, the motivation over to the other person then. Uh, if you go on about it and on, then you're yeah. inviting it all the time. But really apologise once and mean it. Um, leave it to the other person. And do it straight away. You know what? Put your hands up. I'm sorry, I screwed up. I did it wrong. I'm sorry. And take your, take your punishment there and then. Because actually living with the guilt doesn't help, does it? No. Nah. And actually, to be fair, if his dad knew his son, I would have taken the, cars, the car keys with me. I, 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 never, I never listened to anything anybody ever told me. So. <laughs> I was like, don't touch that. Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> it was like, so, yeah, no. Um, I remember Alex once. <laughs> my eldest son, he, uh, he went, I go to Jane. And we were having a dinner party at the house. And I said to Jane, oh, where, where's he gone? And she went, oh, I think he's just gone out with mates. I said, gone out with mates? He's gone out in the car, hasn't he? And she went, no, I told him he couldn't go out in the car. So anyway, Al goes out, Al, Al goes, has a look in the drive, car's not there. I went, you little shit. So I rang him up and I said, you've got 15 minutes to get the car back here or otherwise I'm going to report it's stolen. Oh. <laughs> and he went, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. I know stuff about you, Dad, I know stuff about you. I goes, yeah, not as much as I know about you, you little shit. Get the car back here in 15 minutes or I'm ringing the coppers. And he was like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. And I went, you know, I would. He was, sure enough, 20 minutes later, car's there, parking keys of keys where they should be. And he got the bus into town, little sod. Good grief, this is like a page out of Viz. Yeah. An everyday story of Geordie family life. <laughs> You made the bacon. The bacon's look respectable. You know. <laughs> you know. I forgot it. He goes, "You would have, wouldn't you? You would have." We still talks about it a day. I said, "Yeah, too bloody right. I would have. I told you not to do it." If your life's in a mess, then the email address is the agony uncles at the hairy yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening and to all of you who have sent in your troubles. Thanks for trusting us, the Agony Uncles, with your problems. <laughs> Send in your questions and problems to agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. Honestly, guys, we absolutely love to hear from you. And, uh, and we will try to help with your traumas where possible, uh, given the circumstances. And remember to follow this podcast so that a new one pops into your life every Friday morning. It's a great way to kick off your weekend. So, from Posh Tash... Bye-bye! The Thin White Duke... Goodbye! Your Uncle Dave... Bye-bye! And me... Bye-bye! Be safe! Have a good week!